We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Our next guest is going to be able to talk with us about a quarterback that was recently paid. Also, getting a little Nuke Hopkins with him. Uh, he is uh, host of the Arizona Football Daily Podcast, longtime member of the Arizona slash Phoenix media, Mike Jarecki, now appears on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Mike, welcome to the show. My pleasure. I hate to rub it in. It's like 75 degrees today right now. Oh, well, it's it's a tropical 41 today here in Cleveland. We, it has been tropical here for the last <laughs> couple of weeks, though. I will say that. But it's not a, not a, not a nice 75. Yeah. Uh, so we are yeah. jealous. Check back in the summer when it's 115, where basically it's air-conditioned, air-conditioned. But not complaining. When I, I moved here from Niagara Falls, New York in Oh, you're not missing out? And they always said it's really just June, July, and August. And then I noticed one Halloween that it was almost 99 degrees. So, Oof. But not complaining. That's a spicy Halloween there. Uh, Mike, yeah. so because of all the, the quarterback uh, contract news, obviously a year ago the Browns paid Deshaun Watson $230 million guaranteed. Uh, a year ago the Cardinals also paid – Kyler Murray, his contract extension. One year in, do you think there are regrets either from the organization or from Cardinals fans about paying Kyler Murray his contract extension? Yeah, I mean, I, there's buyer's remorse. And, I, and, you know, I was working for the Cardinals for four years and just inside the building, um, you know, the thought was we want to see him one more year, but he was going to hold in his, his last year and he only had 5-5 five, five on base salary. Now, granted, he got $36 million to sign, and then they picked up his 50-year option, which was close to $30 million, but he was going to hold in. And, you know, I, I was sitting at my cubicle when they announced the extensions for Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime and Vance Joseph. And Honestly, I'm like, what's the hurry here? Now, Kingsbury had to look for a job. He met with the Ravens and a couple other teams, but he, I'm sure he's sitting on the beach with his uh, model girlfriend enjoying the Cardinals' money. Yeah, and, you know, I really like what, like the, I really like what the Cardinals have done, bringing a new general manager and uh, a new head coach. But this is a total rebuild. And But if there's buyers remorse, definitely. Now, you know, when they were 7-0 and and 10-2, and he was playing like an MVP. But the thing is, he's never made a full season, and unfortunately it was a non-contact injury. Um, he's hitting the rehab very hard, and that's why I think the Cardinals would have interest in Jacoby Brissett, if not Gardner Minshew. Let's ask you about uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and he's been a hot topic here uh, in Cleveland and certainly across the country in the NFL circles because the, the Cardinals are thinking about trading him, and it appears they're asking for a second-round pick. Uh, that I, I don't know. Is that too much? Is that the right number? What do you think about this whole idea of, of trading Hopkins? Well... I mean, he doesn't practice a lot, and, you know, when he got here, Hop doesn't miss games, and fortunately the six-game suspension, which actually avoided his no-trade clause. Um, he's handled like a professional. He met with the new GM. He really doesn't have an agent. He has a consultant. So, you know, they traded a two and a five and, and washed up David Johnson at the time. So I, you know, he's, he's fans are delusional here. 
now the free agent class, you know, I guess you look at Jacoby Myers and Bobel, OBJ, and maybe Lazard, but I just never thought they would get a first round pick for him. So what I was told, you know, like, I'll give you an example, and I, I really think he's going to go to a team that's a contender because if you watch the um, hard knocks and talking to Sean Jefferson, he knows that he's got to play in the postseason if he wants to be a Hall of Famer. He's got Hall of Fame numbers, but, you know, so I think a lot of this can be dictated. Like, for an example, would the Bears sign him and then trade a third-round pick in Claypool? I don't know, but I know the Chiefs have interest, the Cowboys have interest. I don't see him going to the Patriots. I I mean, the whole Bill O'Brien thing, they've made up, but he's going to go to a team. I I know he likes Jacksonville with, with Calvin Ridley there. Loves the Chargers. He wants to go to a team that has a quarterback. And Deshaun Watson would fit that profile, obviously. Mike, I got to ask you, you know, he hasn't played a full season since, what, year one in Arizona. Is is DeAndre Hopkins still worth it as a player? Or is he more name porn at this point? No, no. he He's, he, he's not a fast guy, but, um, you know, they always use him on the X and then they start moving him around. You know, he's really good on the 50-50 balls. Uh, he, rates, he runs good routes. Um, no, I I, think, I still think, you know, you know, you look at Adams and Tyreek Hill, then 29 or 30. Uh, I think he can play at a high level for the next couple of years as long as he stays healthy. You know, he had that knee injury. No, I again, he, he never looks like he's open, but he's he's a guy that just catches the ball and you can throw that, you know, screen pass. I thought Kyler did a good job throwing from the right hash mark to the out route. And teams could not cover him, and he was able to break tackles down the sidelines. So, no, I, I think he could be productive for any team for the next couple of years. I do want to ask you about your uh, your new head coach there with the Cardinals, of course, John Gannon, who's a Cleveland uh, who Cleveland's own uh, San Ignatius grad, uh, comes over from Philadelphia. What are the, what's the the reception been like there in Arizona with uh, with Gannon now at the helm? Well, it was interesting because after the game, Howie Roseman walked down to him and said the Cardinals have. Them mission on you and uh, you're not going you're not going to fly home and so you know you, you know i think after the uh maybe the division around or maybe the championship game he said you know i'm going to stay in philadelphia but it's one of the he brings a lot of energy um you know i don't think they're going to have a scheme it's more of a system you know where you know he's i think he's hired a really young coaching staff including the quarterbacks coach that you guys had there in Persing. um you know, young, young, young defensive coordinator came to Philadelphia. But the thing is, they got to make sure Kyler Murray's healthy to, for this to work. Because there's two things he said. I would have never taken this job because when you get these jobs, you don't have a quarterback. Second of all, he said, I, I wanted to be a head coach. and I, You know, but he brings a lot of energy. I've been impressed with him. Um, but again, they're going to go through their lumps and hopefully he can keep that energy up. But no, nothing against Cliff. He didn't have any NFL experience. At least this guy worked in Minnesota. He's been, in, you know, obviously in Philadelphia, you know. And when he was uh, at the uh, combine, he was getting drilled. And, you know, how he did make adjustments in that second half. Basically said, I got all coached. So, you know, but, but, I, but I think, you know, you know, I just like his energy. And I think that, you know, he's, he's, he's going to demand a lot from these guys like, you know, even though Collar can't be on the grass for a while, he's going to be in meetings. They're going to give him tests, and they're going to ask questions and put you on the hot seat. So the meetings are just important as to what they do on the field. 
Mike, uh, soak up the sun for us here in Cleveland. Get a couple extra uh, rays of sunshine for us. We appreciate your time, sir. My pleasure. I'm actually going to go to a spring training game tomorrow before they wrap up, and then you know we got March Madness. So it's whoever made the sports calendar, including the NFL calendar, they need a raise. Because here we get past <laughs> the Super Bowl, then you get into the combine, then you get into free agency, and then you get into the draft, and you get an offseason workout. So. There's enough to chew on. I'm sure you guys would agree with that. Excellent. Excellent stuff. We agree. Mike Jarecki there on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Uh, the the new Hopkins stuff, I'll just say it again. I think he's still a good football player, but, like, I just am so scared of overpaying for, for names. You know, whether it is um, overpaying draft collateral, whether it's overpaying financially. In this case, for DeAndre Hopkins, you probably have to do both. And then here's the thing. He doesn't really fit your central need. All I've heard is the Browns need a speed wide receiver. I, I think I've gone from I'd consider it at, to I'd consider it if it's a sweetheart of a deal to, uh, yeah, to, I just I don't I just don't think asset management it makes a lot of sense, Dusty. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, we talked about this the last couple of days. You know, I, I would rather um, I'd rather the Browns draft a receiver. Mm-hmm. Honestly, or if they decide they're not going to, but if you if you moved on from Chubb, I'd I'd use that pick to to move up maybe and take a wide receiver. Then again, there just seems to be a lot of things in the NFL I just wouldn't do, like this Daniel Jones contract four year deal. Um, I mean, granted, once you got to see the guarantee, you got to see if it's all four year has or all four years have real money. Like he's got one good year. Like, I don't know that he's a bad quarterback. That's not what I'm trying to say. Like, good for him. You secured your bag. But, like, man, four year, four years in the NFL for a quarterback that isn't a franchise quarterback feels like uh, Joe Flacco kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact, that's what I think is is driving what the Ravens are doing. I, I think they don't ever want to be caught again paying a non-elite quarterback or a quarterback. They don't want to take a risk on a quarterback the way they did with Joe Flacco, and I think it might cost him Lamar Jackson. Man. Lamar is way more of an elite quarterback, even though oh, he yeah. hasn't been that since the MVP season or hasn't been an MVP since the MVP season. He's still more of an elite quarterback than Joe Flacco ever was. I'd agree with that. And they're like, you know what? Now, playoff Flacco is a different story. For one playoff? I mean, it was four games, right? It's four good games. Enough to get Eli Manning into the uh, the Hall of Fame for some. Is Flacco getting in? Uh, no, he shouldn't. Eli shouldn't be in either. But he's that's, definitely getting in. That, uh, he's definitely getting in, but he shouldn't be in. That's a conversation for another day. If yeah. Eli, if Eli was Eli Rivers, and uh, I don't think Eli's in, even with the two really good uh, Super Bowl runs, really good playoff runs too. Two, two. Two elite moments in his career. Yeah, well, sometimes that's all you need. I mean, it's then, good then work also, if you can get then, it. Then also be top 10 in passing in every category of all time. Well, yeah, if you play for 16 years, you should be top 10 in passing, right? Well, Colt McCoy's not. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you start for 16 years. Um, man, I'm just continuing to look at this. I, I want to get back to that question we asked. 216 and with Lamar Jackson getting the non-exclusive franchise tag, if Lamar leaves, do you guys look at the AFC North as wide open for the Cleveland Browns? 
because Keith and I were talking pre-show, and I can't remember a time. I don't think apathy is the right word. I think I have used that before. I can't recall a time where Browns fans were as on the fence on the team as they are right now. They still care. It's not that they don't care. It's that they look at this team and they're not quite sure what sort of expectations to have. I feel like Lamar leaving the AFC North is as good, if not better, than any move you can make this year in free agency. Because it dramat- this team without Lamar has been a joke of a franchise the last two years. I think they let Lamar out the door, and I think, I think all of a sudden, it, it it increases the Browns' playoff chances tenfold. I, I don't know; it guarantees you a win because the Browns got to not screw it up. I think it makes the pass so much easier. What's the most interesting thing that you've? What's the most interesting thing to happen in the NFL today for you? Um, to me today, it, it's probably more so the fact that the Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's interesting. The Lamar because, stuff. I mean, he was just there, I think, or, or had an interview with them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then today, someone also made a good point. Like, why is he in Green Bay? Yeah. It's March 7th. Like, you know. He just really loves Wisconsin. Yes, so. Anyway, he's lived there 20 years. Um, but anyway, they're, they're flying to Green Bay to meet him today. Like, it just, I don't know. Anybody else think Aaron to New York could be an absolute disaster? I'm here for it. Yeah, I, like well, I, I want chaos in mm-hmm. everything that I watch in terms of sports. So whether it be college football or the NFL or the NBA, like I like chaos, and I think this creates some chaos by him going to the AFC. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants any of that Robert Sala smoke. I don't think Robert's, Robert Sala would, would – I think they'd be fine. I Well, no, I, th- I think the point is like Aaron – Like, like Sala's dealing with the defense. He's not dealing with the offense. Yeah, but he's a head coach. Okay. So like, but Saul's going to have Rogers back the whole time. Like, like basically, if they make this move to get Rogers, Robert Saul is attaching his his coaching career to to Aaron Rodgers. Do you think Aaron cares about that? No, but I think Robert does. Well, yeah, but I think my point is, you look at the 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 coaches that they've had. I don't know that there's a hardo coach that Aaron Rodgers has played for. Mm-hmm. Played for Mike. I think he played for Mike Sherman early. That might be the hardest coach he's played for. But I think. I don't think I think it's been Mike McCarthy during Aaron's actual playing days as the head coach. So it's Mike McCarthy and in one of the Lafleur brothers. I don't necessarily think those are hardos. Robert Sala's kind of a badass. Yeah, like he's not Rex Ryan, but like he's kind of a, a you know schoolmarm. Like he's he's got his way of doing things, and you do kind of have to conform. Aaron has kind of lived on the. The fringe is being able to do whatever the hell he wants. You think that's going to be able to continue in New York? I don't know. He's going to get hammered. That dude's going to say one dumb thing, right? It's going to be the same as that the, with Kyrie in, in New York. Obviously, Kyrie didn't say something dumb. Kyrie stepped in it with some of his decisions and backing them up. With, or Sorry, instead of walking them back, decided to double down on them. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, every time he goes on the McAfee show, it's going to go from national news to the biggest story in New York and national news. Yeah. I think he's ready for that. But I'll be honest with you. So we've talked about, I would rather, if I was, if I was, I'll, I'll go down swinging on an elite quarterback, even if there's a risk there. That being said, 
can we admit both Aaron Rodgers and Lamar are significant risks? Why? Lamar because of the injuries and his numbers falling a little bit. Aaron because he might only play for a year and he also could be washed. I don't think he is, but I, I think there's a chance he is. Okay. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. And so to give up picks for those guys and $100 million, like it's the risk you take. It's so much better than putting $100 million into a mid-quarterback like Derek Carr, but I think I think there, last year I didn't really have any Donovan McNabb to Washington concern about Deshaun Watson. In fairness, I didn't have those concerns about Russ. I have those concerns about both Aaron Rodgers and Lamar. I have less concerns about Lamar. I'd probably agree with that. Because to me, it's just... Can I, th you I, I think Lamar is going to go wherever he goes, and he's just going to do his thing. He's going to get his money. He'll be a lot happier. He's going to play hard because he's a great player, and I think he'll he'll help a team you know, be a perennial playoff team. I think Lamar away from contract drama. I think that actually might be the thing that brings out the best. Yeah, of I mean him. the thing the thing about Lamar is like we never have once heard any sort of drama surrounding him, right? Really, I I don't think we have. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only drama has been like, oh, dude doesn't have an agent, his mom's representing him, and they can't figure out a contract. Yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens in town have done the best they can to paint. Like actually, I, I think the worst thing for Lamar emotionally is to have to stay in Baltimore. He's, I think he still might be worth the contract, but like, I think there are, I think organizations act as if for the most, for like 99% of cases, oh, well, we can always make it work with a player. Right. Like, look what, look what's had to happen for the Packers to finally say, uh, we're, we don't want to be in the Aaron Rodgers business anymore. Mm -hmm. And the reality is... Well, I think the Packers are just tired of every season going into this with, like, limbo. Well, I don't even think it's that. I think they're sick of the limbo with Aaron Rodgers not playing like a franchise quarterback last year. Yeah, that's probably true. But but look at look how long this had to play out. What, three, four years? And by the way, this is... I mean, think back to Mike McCarthy getting fired in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy, I mean, Aaron Rodgers did everything he could to throw Mike McCarthy under the bus the last couple of years McCarthy was there. So I think the organization is almost always in the app. Mm. Ah, we'll make it work. We'll just throw money at it. I think we finally got to the point with both teams where it's like, nah, I don't think money fixes this. But again, in the case of, of one, it's it's because Aaron didn't play well enough. I, I threw this out at Nick Wilson says, what is Lamar potentially leaving the AFC North mean for the Browns? And I, I'm not really surprised by this, but we actually got a few people saying nothing. I don't know how you subtract. I don't know how a team in your division subtracts a former NFL MVP and you're like, that doesn't mean nah, anything. No big deal, right? Yeah. I, I think people are painting the Browns into a much worse situation than they ac actually are. I, mean, I think I think people have used the two seasons of disappointing football and used that. It's the same thing with, well, I mean, Kenny Pickett played well, so of course the Steelers are going to be great going forward. I think he's mid as hell. Just because the Steelers he, have been great previously doesn't mean that Kenny Pickett's the truth and they're going to be great with him. No, they won with him down the stretch this year. 
Yeah. And they and they always win. So like I, like that just to to counterpoint you what you're saying about the Browns, like the Browns never win. And the Browns people are like, well, you know, the Browns have all these holes and things. And I'm like, yeah, I I kind of agree with that. And the Browns haven't proven us anything. Why do we give the Browns the benefit of the doubt? If I anything, think, I'd be giving Pittsburgh the benefit of the doubt. Well, I think you can give both the benefit of the doubt. I think you give I don't the think Browns the Browns deserve any benefit of the doubt. I mean, listen, the Browns is a nebulous thing. This group, you should still give some benefit of the doubt. Why? Because this group still went to the playoffs and won a playoff game, which nobody's done here since a road playoff game since 1994. With basically a completely different roster. Doesn't matter. They still did it. Okay. Right? Yeah, but now they changed everything up. Well, okay. But the point is they still did it. If they've accomplished something. They how, went to the playoffs once. Oh, once and, out of and, three years. And it was. And they won and they won okay. a playoff game. Okay. So the, well, why weren't you clamoring for the Browns to, to just build around Baker Mayfield? Well, I actually said I wouldn't have traded Baker unless there was an opportunity to get a franchise quarterback. Deshaun is a franchise quarterback. Allegedly. Not allegedly. I think it's been proven in his career. Yeah, six he games. He, he was. Six games don't. Now, he hasn't played football in two and a half years. I just I just look at this, and I, I think if if we were coming off um, a 9-8 and eight season and they narrowly missed the playoffs, I think people would be over the moon that Lamar's leaving. I, it's just weird for me to see people be like, nah, doesn't really matter. It does matter. It's like it's like a huge thing that could absolutely open up the AFC North for for the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns are not in a great situation. That's not what I'm trying to argue. This isn't we're not, we're not trying to sell people, um, you know, glass glass encased farts right now. One and fifteen. You're saying, eh, can you make a jump from seven and ten to ten and seven? Probably, not not probably. It's ten times easier to make that jump than it is to go from one and fifteen to eight and nine or nine and eight. John, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? I, I'm not so sure you're right about that. I, I think the How fact dare that the, I know the fact that Cleveland themselves got ourselves into the situation with a 230 million dollar contract for Watson, which in turn created a problem for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson which in turn kicks Lamar out of Baltimore, which makes it better for Cleveland. So in that regard, I think we we did the right thing. Well, I'm confused. Who are you disagreeing with? Well, you said it makes it more difficult. I don't think that it's more difficult at all for Cleveland. I think, as a matter of fact, it becomes easier for Cleveland now that Lamar would technically be out of Baltimore. All right, John, we appreciate the call. I'm officially cross-eyed. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.